The Chattanooga Drive-In Show is presented by Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee Boulevard, the highest quality tires for all makes and models of vehicles, and the best service in town. Chattanooga Drive-In Show. It is going to be another gorgeous day. Man, this is this is perfect for me. It's cold in the morning. T-shirt weather in the afternoon. Sunshine, clear skies. I put an Instagram post to David Glenn that said, "Take the week off, bro. Yeah. We don't need you." Yeah, I'm sure he would do it too. This, in a this is as good as a winter week in Chattanooga gets. Yeah, given the opportunity. Um, before we move forward, we're going to be joined by Bruce Dodd here in just a little bit from People's Home Equity, and of course, the Intentional Living Project. We'll be talking about both of those things. The new podcast. Bruce is a friend that's been a supporter from day one. Um, before we move into the upfront wrap-up, we'll get him in right after that. Let us go back in the time machine, get in Mr. Peabody's Wayback Machine, and go back just 24 hours uh, to yesterday, and bring up the Kid Rock song. All right. Oh, my goodness. I, I, oh, I messed this up. I had a little clip I wanted to play I, about it. Let me see if I can find it while you talk. I, I, didn't, I didn't know what it was. It was in the rant, and everybody here knew what it was except me. I didn't. And so I left and dialed it up immediately, and I have to say... I like the song. Now, now the the lyrics I cannot buy into or support mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. At the beginning and the end of the show, he even stumbles in in a, in a middle passage halfway through the song that we could all agree on. Basically, you know, you, you Black Lives Matter. Yeah, guess guess what? Of course they do. You know, mother effer. I mean, it's completely just foul with language and uh, takes the you know that does the chant. What is it? Go. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Oh, oh, yeah. You know, begins and ends the song, but it's a fist pumping, <laughs> it's disgusting, hard rock tune. Whatever. It's the same <laughs> thing that you know Neil Young does politically. He brings it into his songs, protest songs. You go back in Let's the other go, direction. Brandon. Ted Nugent. I remember going to see Nuge open up for somebody at the Roundhouse years ago, and people got all upset at his you know statements from the stage. I said, "Rock and roll is supposed to be about rebellion. It's not supposed to be about sucking up to people." It's supposed to be about fighting a man. So I sent it to all my friends who I know are on the other side of the political spectrum, and I said, at least you guys have an anthem now. Can you do uh, bleeping out yeah, if you wanted to? Yep. Uh, if, we, if we don't want to use language, yes. there's yeah. only one one word here. This this is something from TikTok. I, I did it on last week's <laughs> podcast. Heard it, it's called We the People. Well, no, that, well I call this the greatest thing ever <laughs> yeah. for my podcast last okay, week. Okay, all right. Let's see, here we go. Fire it up. Uh, let's go, Brandon, and I buy with the bar. I'm 50 fucking seven, and I wear a fur coat. Listening to Leonard Skinner out on the lake and a chicka to bow. I once had sex with Pamela Anderson. She used to be my girlfriend. Jump at the bow. Bang to the boogie to bang, bang to boogie bang. That's that's, that's accurate. That's the new well, one more time just for the fun. Let's go, Brandon, and I buy with the bar. I'm fifty fucking seven and I wear a fur coat. Listening to Leonard Skinner out on the lake and a chicka to bow. I once had sex with Pamela Anderson. She used to be my girlfriend. Jump at the bow. Bang to the boogie to bang, bang to boogie bang. This you isn't know, this isn't wacky give, FM morning radio laughter. That's hilarious. No, that is. And you gotta gi- you gotta give Kid Rock a lot of credit for going where Tommy Lee had been, and 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 still having confidence, be able to hold his head up. Um, also, I mentioned the Whammo Unlike, Super uh, Bowl. Never mind, I won't make that joke. I brought mine in today. Russell had to ruin it. I, yeah, the CFC is ready to kick us out. Really? Because of your ball. This go- it's got Zectron in it. <laughs> It's got Zectron in it. This is straight from 1960. I, bl- I opened the blister package 
the old school <laughs> plastic that would rip you to shreds, yeah. Yeah, yeah. cut you like a yep. razor blade blister package. Mm-hmm. 1968 Whammo original Super Bowl. It can bounce over a house, Russell. <laughs> it can bounce over a house. Yeah, on the advertisement it says it can bounce over 70 feet. Yes, it has Zectron in it. What's and I brought it in for, for show and tell this morning. Isn't so Zectron the stuff they used to like poison people in Vietnam? I'm sure it was. I'm Sounds sure like it. it was. Um, okay, the Olympics that we're doing, this is the before we get to the upfront wrap-up, upfront wrap-up. Uh, NBC, I've never seen this happen before. They're carrying the Olympics, right? And mm-hmm. the Super Bowl this weekend. Have you wondered right. why you haven't seen as much hype about the Super Bowl? It's because all their hype time is going to the Olympics. I've never seen a more laid-back approach by a network that has the Super Bowl coming up the game week. I've never seen anything like it before. I can't remember that a network has had to carry both. Worst-rated uh, Olympics so far in history of the Olympics. Not very well hyped either. Just uh, really j- just edging out last year's yeah. worst uh, ratings. Mm, I think Kayla. the Olympic Games as a as a major thing in American culture is kind of over. Yeah, we'll talk more about it in just a little bit. I I started thinking about you yesterday because I was watching the biathlon, and the biathlon actually got very physical. It did, yeah. The two two racers, including the American, were literally throwing elbows at each other because they were right on top of each other while they were in their skiing portion. The American was a little bit quicker on the draw shooting. He wasn't as accurate, mm. at least in the round that I saw. But I've never seen I've never seen those guys actually bully it's each other on and the then slope. What? It's, and shooting biathlon is you have a you have a very lightweight, uh, high accuracy rifle mm-hmm. that's specially made on your back, and you ski cross country, and then mm-hmm. you stop and you drop and you shoot five times at five targets, and you get rated for your accuracy. And of course, your speed in skiing. Hmm. As you can guess, this okay. originated in like Norway or something. Yeah, I was like gonna. That. It was. I think it was a Norwegian sport yeah. that got picked up. It was interesting to see for mm-hmm. what it's worth. Um, a real quick shout out to Blood Assurance. Anybody out there who can give blood? Yeah. I don't know that I've ever seen They're them. Desperate. I've never seen them quite this desperate. Um, because of COVID, because of mass shootings, because of so many accidents, because of the bad winter weather we have had. Uh, they've really been short, and they need it. And if anybody out there has any information about the little dog, Miss Bright Eyes, that McCamey found with the duct tape around his mouth, and you don't want to narc on somebody, come to me. I will be happy to narc on them, and we'll split the money. You don't have to. You know, they say you can remain anonymous, but maybe you don't trust them. But you can trust me. Forty-five hundred dollars. <laughs> it's up to forty-five hundred dollars now. I know. For somebody who truly mistreated a dog and they deserve to be busted. So find me. If you have to go through Jen, you can do that. You can call 301-9229. It'd be a little bit longer. You're, we're, we're burning daylight. Someone is going to turn somebody in for this $4,500, and I'd rather it be me, and I will peel you off a crisp $100 bill for giving me the information. <laughs> so, well, wait a they, what if they turn yeah. in the wrong person? It's splitting it. It's splitting it. Do, it. You ha- do they give you the money anyway? Huh? What if you turn in the wrong person? Well, if they give me the money, the money's gone. I think it's <laughs> I know that they'll never get it back again. I think it's Do usually they have to convict the person <laughs> yeah, before I, you get the money. It's usually information it that leads to a conviction. Yeah, yeah, I would say there would have to be a, a legality in there somewhere. Yeah. Thank you to Quality Tire Pros for being our presenting sponsor, and we'll go ahead and get going right now. And Russell Stroud, the Russell the Love Muscle has. A look at your headlines. All right. Well, the person who led Hamilton County deputies on a chase from Chattanooga into Georgia apparently had his young daughter in the car with him, according to statements which were made in court. 
Randall Keaton was reportedly driving erratically when a deputy tried to pull him over, but instead of stopping, he led them on an interstate chase. This happened earlier over the weekend. Chief Deputy Austin Garrett himself was actually involved in that chase. His vehicle was damaged. He took the uh, he took the court through his dash cam video step by step. Chief Deputy Garrett briefly paused the chase in the mall area because of safety concerns and a high amount of traffic, but then picked it up again later down the road. Keaton was stopped by the GSP in Georgia in a slow speed pit maneuver. Again, there was a child in the front seat with him. Neither were injured. It was revealed that a Saudi Daisy High School student was the victim of a fatal single car crash on Hickson Pike. It happened over the weekend. The student was identified and uh, apparently the family has agreed to release the name as a 16-year-old Sarah Rice. Three others were in the car. Uh, they were sent to the hospital for treatment. It was not said if Miss Rice was the driver. The cause of the crash is still under investigation. And finally, the Hamilton County School Book Review Committee had its first meeting on Tuesday. The board, which is chaired by Rhonda Thurman, will review the content of the books in Hamilton County School Libraries. Ms. Thurman stressed that they are not going to be looking at books which have to do with school curriculum. The panel has two members of the public from every school district involved. Once the panel has finished its findings, it will forward them to the school board, which may or may not take action depending on the findings of the school board. And now from Beirut, Lebanon, it's Dave Hooker. Things have never been stranger on the plains. Dave Hooker off the hook. Sports, in case you haven't been following it. So Auburn's situation has gotten really strange. It was an odd hire when they went after Brian Harson to be their head football coach. He has West Coast ties, and he's a guy that likes to run the football and like these days of throw often, throw as much as you can. But Brian Harson did a pretty good job for the first half of the season. He actually had Auburn ranked, which was a surprise, and things were going well. The end of the season crashed down upon him in part because quarterback Bo Nix had an injury that uh, ended his season. But when you really go back and look at Brian Harson, you got to talk about uh, the fit. So now Auburn is in a very similar situation as Tennessee was with Jeremy Pruitt. They don't want Brian Harson around, but more importantly, they don't want to pay the multi-million dollar buyout. That's part of the problem. With the buyouts that are out there in sports currently, you feel stuck. So then, what do you do? You go dig up dirt, whether it be NCAA infractions or perhaps a tryst with a young lady, and you try not to pay the multi-million dollar buyout. That's what's going on at Auburn. The thing is, whether or not Harson is back, uh, football season is almost upon us, believe it or not. I know it's February, but they have another coach to hire if they go in a different direction. What a mess. The buyouts and the contracts must be revisited. You shouldn't get $5 million walking away from a job because you were fired. I never have. Be nice. If so, probably wouldn't be here. Dave Hooker, All Thug Sports. You make your deal going in, Dave. You make your deal going in. It hurts my feelings to see people with those golden parachutes too, but they, they were smarter than we were when we basically sat down for the first time across the negotiations board. Um, just figured I'd point this out. One of our listeners sent this to me. We mentioned inflation a couple of days ago, and they said in the last four decades, CEO pay, CEO pay for American businesses is up 1,322%. Wow. Median, right. median worker pay is up 18%. Yep. So how is it that our minimum wage jobs create inflation 
but that 1,322% doesn't create any inflation. There's a lot of great memes out there, and I'm just going to paraphrase, and it's not going to be funny, and it's not probably even worth mentioning, but... uh, you said if we uh, raise the minimum wage, all the prices would go up. And then yeah. you just raised all the prices anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's a, a total that, paraphrase. That's a lyric but. in the Kid Rock song, too, as a matter of fact. Uh, <laughs> uh, inflation's up, so is the minimum wage. Ain't nothing changed. Blankety blank, blank, blank. Ball with the ball. The big ball with the bang, 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 bang. Boogie. Up chuck the boogie. Wait a second. I'm mixing up my metaphors now. All right. Musical metaphors. Michaela Schiffrin missed her... her I mean, very, very sad. five seconds into the yeah. race, the fifth gate. And the only thing that really makes it more story worthy is, I mean, it, we see this happen all the time. She doesn't need the medal. She, she, she wants the medal. She's a competitor. She has been world champion. She's won gold in the past. But I mean, just nobody wants to have their worst performance ever on this particular, you know, uh, timetable and this particular stage. And that's what she's doing. And she went to the side over there next to one of those, you know, snow fences mm-hmm. that yeah, I famously talked about, you know, wrecking into not too long ago and just sat there for 20 minutes. They kept running races by her. Yeah. She was just sitting there completely just torn to shreds. She still has I wish three they had more chances, her. though. She has three more shots at, 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 at you know, at doing something at placing. Yeah. But I mean, literally take the cameras out of her face when yeah, they start weeping when they start weeping it does, it might make for good tv for a minute but i just think it's cruel it is yeah i agree and that, Shun, she cried again when they interviewed yeah, her too. i know i mean you know, i mean just i mean for i mean she's the one that lost her dad and it was such a blow and she completely fell off the the the, the radar mm-hmm. i mean for an entire year right. she did nobody even knew where she was she was lost I and mean, this guy had been her mentor and her best friend forever so it really is a sad story. Now, Sean White waited until his last I run to qualify, to just to qualify to mm-hmm. be able to keep on in the Olympic competition. And he is already edged out by a female snowboarder who won the gold for America, the first gold we've taken, and cross-country snowboard, what they call, I don't even know what they call it, snow, snowmocross, I have no idea. <laughs> but, I mean, she's 36, he's 35, and they're mm-hmm. talking about his age anyway that's that's that for the for the olympics right now um macron french uh, president macron and vladimir putin met uh for a couple of days and uh, the french president comes away saying he has exacted a promise from vladimir putin that they're not going to escalate in ukraine so everybody just calm down Ah, it's all okay (laughs) it's all okay that build up is not what you think it is thank goodness that's over it really is just a military exercise down in the crimean uh, the second gentleman, first time I've ever used that phrase, mm-hmm. other than the fact that, hey, here's a new phrase we're going to be using a few months ago, uh, a year ago, second gentleman, Doug Imhoff, the, the wife of the husband, husband, the husband. of the vice yeah. president, see how the Freudian slips begin, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, was hustled out of a high school in D.C., another bomb threat, mm-hmm. and another, you know, they took it very seriously, you know, violation against his How many uh, times have you ever, safety. ever used the term second... Uh, Gentleman. W- no, not second, uh, second lady, though. How many times have we talked about the it's, wife of the vice it get, president? It gets, uh, it gets used, it gets used. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I sure Reuters G- does. Dr. Yeah. Jill, <laughs> the, first, the second lady, Dr. Jill Biden, you know, it just, we're used to that. We're used to that. This mm-hmm. is this is this is an interesting one, and I've seen it also spelled with an E and an A. I don't know which one the the AP 
you know, uh, handbook is going to tell us is correct. Well, but men, e, men e, would be plural. He would be plural. I right. know. And I know. A would be singular. I don't know. They're yeah. just making mistakes when they put up gentleman, the super. Gentleman, gentlemen. Yeah. Second yes. gentleman. Men and man. Sounds kind of sexist to me. Mentioned the uh, the the McCamey dog, Miss. Well, Bright let's go Eyes. back to that story just for a second. Sure, sure, sure. You know, they also evacuated the entire school. Oh right. yeah, what Fortunately, him. and they, and they didn't find anything. So no. it, <laughs> it was just a warrant. It was a false. Alarm. Get him out of here. Leave the kids. <laughs> yeah, leave, leave, leave the kids behind there's for a, gun fodder. There's a bomb threat. All right, get him out of here. You all stay. <laughs> <laughs> you helpless children, stay right where you are. Second Duck and first. cover. Duck and cover. Run, hide, fight in that order. Remember, um, no the uh, the North Georgia Animal Alliance got robbed of a bunch of stuff. It's low, low down, down, low down, dirty deal, man. Leave nonprofits alone. Seriously, you thieferies out there. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna have light fingers, you can go ahead and do it. But leave the nonprofits alone. If you go after the big fat cats, that they're making one thousand three hundred eighty-eight percent more money right. than they did two years ago. Why don't you, know? you like rob some disabled guy in his trailer instead of this I think nonprofit? They are yeah. accepting donations, and I think they've actually raised quite a quite a bit of money already to replace the stuff. We had quite a bit of talk earlier this morning before we started doing the show about taxes. We're in the middle of tax season. Everybody's got their own burden to bear. Uh, the Business Documents Center. Have you ever heard of what that is before? Nope. Because it doesn't exist. No, no. If you get, it's another scam. Oh. It happens during the tax season, and they come with official-looking envelopes. Hence, the thing that you and I talked about that I received that I am not convinced is real. That but is I, real. I'll, I'll figure it out. That but yours I, is real. But they're basically saying if you get something from the Business Documents Center throw it away there mm. is no such thing okay and it will look ever so official mm -hmm. and they will be asking for information you don't need to be giving them all right interesting so the bbb is i've i've noticed that we don't see as much of the new person that heads up the bbb as we did for years probably because they're still settling into the job uh, maybe because the relationships just haven't been formed with the local media. Well, the Better B Business Bureau is kind of like the phone book. Toothless. Mm -hmm. We don't toothless use tiger. it anymore. Yeah, I was going to toothless tiger when it comes to things like that, too. I remember there was a story I read not too long ago about this restaurant, and this woman had a bad experience, and she said, I'll complain to the Better Business Bureau, and she was laughed out of the building. Well, I was going to say, there's only so complain much they on can Yelp. do. Yeah. Um, Australian electric vehicle company says they're going to locate their first U.S. plant in Lebanon, Tennessee, bringing 400 <laughs> jobs in. That's what that's Lebanon. What, yeah. yeah, that's Lebanon. what Russell was referring to earlier. I know. I understand. Um, <laughs> not in Cairo, Georgia. Not right. in Cairo, in not in Memphis, <laughs> in Lebanon, Tennessee. And I did. I, I, I met a couple the other day, and they are living my dream retirement. They have a big Airstream, and they go from – national part to national part to national part to be camp hosts mm -hmm. and nicest couple and uh, yeah i was just 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 talking to them and they said well right now we've we've taken up residence down in in uh, lafayette i said well you definitely haven't lived there long if you're calling it lafayette <laughs> yeah. and, and they go i know i know i'm sorry we stand corrected in lafayette and i said yes and you're just up the road from 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 Buckhannon, not Buchanan, and and Bremen, not Bremen. So just so you don't get laughed out of Lafayette, I'll just you know go ahead and warn you now. Um, Red Bank is going to spend three million dollars on street improvements, which they need. And well, if you, do you have an opinion on the whole Central Park thing going in where Red Bank Middle is? They're they're moving I have the not school. Heard that. Red I have Bank not... Middle down in that holler 
behind Erlanger North down there. Yeah, I know exactly that's, where That's going to be turned into a massive city park that they're calling Central Park. Huh. That's huh. the plan anyway. Well, I always okay. thought Central Park had really good fries, so it's good to see them come back. <laughs> um, well, it's uh, becaffeinated now. Right. Now we have, of course, you know, the, the I whole... think that's great, by the way. I mean, That's I mean, my opinion. Uh, I think it's anything happening in Red Bank is great. Any park is Any improvements good, yeah. are great. Well, yeah. every community needs, like I said, a, it needs a, a central area. It needs a square. It could be a park. It could be a, the business well, square. Well, there kind of is one. It's just too small, and it's next to a it's playground, and not, it's right on the main road, and it's... It doesn't. You know. It doesn't have any pull-off parking signage. I mean, you, there's pull-off parking. You, you'd have to go. To, hey, I guess it's this is they, the square. It's where they put the Christmas tree with the sleigh every year. Yeah, well, they it's put, just tiny. Well, is, that, is that the indicator of what's the heartbeat of your city is? Where they put the Christmas tree with the sleigh? Kind of. Okay. I mean, kind of. What do they, they do in Eastridge? I don't know. Nothing. They don't do it, do they? They don't do anything. Yeah. They don't do it. They put those little things on the on the pole on the yeah, uh, yeah. With the, the numbered stop <coughs> yeah. excuse me stop signs and yeah. there's like a little Christmas tree. That's nice. I think that's about as far they as they do goes. that in Red Bank too on the cute little lamp posts. We will in talk. Eastridge, they have uh, they clean up all the crack pipes and needles. Nice. Well, that's nice. Year. Just 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 for the holidays, yeah. just for the kids, and doing they, it for the kids. They that's assemble right. them into a big tree. Um. The, um, the we'll get more into the the Hamilton County move on books, if not later today, certainly. Well, tomorrow. with Rhonda Thurman heading this thing yeah. up, you never know awesome. where it's going to go. I, awesome. I, I I have defended Rhonda so many times, and I still you have, stop. and I don't know why. I don't. You've why done this you for twenty five years I, I, because I think she's genuine. <laughs> she doesn't quit, and you don't quit I either. I I, th I think she's genuine. I just I oh, think I, genuinely I, what? I, I, genuinely wrong. Oh, more no, often I, than I, not. She's okay. authentic. But, she's you know, authentic. She's she's not a politician. That's for sure. Well, I think the better question is, does she represent her district? And I think the answer is yes. Yeah, she she represents a a lot of them, uh, especially in this particular topic. Keep in mind, all of us are in agreement that the folks up in, you know, McMinn County made us look like a bunch of idiots. Right. But there's a whole bunch of people out there who listen to this who think that they're all for it. You know, get right. that trash, that 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 propaganda and that, uh, you know, pornography out of our classrooms. Well, and the fact of the matter is, too, a school library is not like the only source of information ever on the planet. Well, they, they, they're going in saying we're, we're not looking at any books in the curriculum. Right. We're just looking at books that are available to students in, in the library. And she said yesterday, I'll say this, she said, uh, this is their first meeting and she goes I'm worried about where the taxpayers dollars are going and that's part of my job and there was a librarian that says your taxpayers don't pay for these books we raise money to buy the that's books right. for that's our right. library that's right. so don't worry about now, that they're only looking at books that no children ever see yeah. well, until you mention it well one, one you know thing there's also say, a phone I, mean, I was just going to say that yeah, my, how about Pornhub get exactly. out of here no, thank next you very much topic. thank you you've made my point next well, no, no, topic. My, my point was I read Mouse not in a freaking book I, read, I downloaded a PDF I've, I've I'm still waiting for my hard drive to show it, but up. you know, I just downloaded the CBR file and just read it on my computer. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. Um, Y'all remember the development that uh, our buddy Taft Sibley was, yes. you know, pushing, and, and I tried stuff, to help yeah. them. Uh -huh. the, the Walden Ridge Park, you know, development that was going to make that just an easier skid on mm -hmm. the, you know, the grease on the skids over there. Well, that developer is completely pulled. I yes. know, it's horrible. <clears throat> and says, you know, it's because the community has made it very obvious to him. Why do you think it's horrible? I think it's good. They, I was being sarcastic. They, they oh. don't, you know, they don't want to see it. They don't want to see it happen. Hey, give me a second. I'm sorry. There you go. <coughs> there, are, there are way too many apartment complexes on Mountain Creek Road. I agree. Here, here's yeah. too the, many. The environmental argument for it is it would be a swap-off to have a vertical development. Right. A vertical development that doesn't take up a ton of space. 
you know, in exchange for all of this area that we would be able to keep green space because he owns it. Now, he's going to build something there instead mm-hmm. of it being a vertical townhome condo. Mm-hmm. Now it's just going to be a bunch of single lot family homes that's going to take up all the space. And so you will no longer be able to get to that spring or easy access to the lower part of the bluff if you're wanting to do this trail. Mm-hmm. The trail's going to exist. It's just not going to have the park around it anymore. Well, one thing I want to say about He's that. He's going to build on it. You're not, you're not, you won't be walking on that grass. One thing that should be noted, though, is that you know we complain about housing price, and I'm not saying this is wrong, but it's something to keep in mind for the future. Um, we complain about housing prices all the time, about how the hi- price of housing is climbing up and up and up. But um, that's not going to be alleviated if we don't have more uh, multifamily housing units. It's simply not going to be fixed unless that happens. Well, that's exactly what we're going to be getting into when, when Bruce comes in in just a second. So right. hang on to that thought, put a pin in it. Uh, and uh, two others very quickly. The Pope asking for forgiveness for the grievous faults that he is in charge of and responsible for, but says he didn't do anything. He just wants to make sure everybody understands that. He's asking for forgiveness because he knows the church looked the other way when he was archbishop in Munich, and he knows, and that's what he wants to be forgiven for. He he, he is not saying that he took part in any way, shape, or form, any right. sort of molestation. All right, so you know this is Benedict, of course, who resigned, which you'd never see. You know, thirteen years ago, it's been thirteen years. Has it been that long? Yeah. And uh, finally, Iran and others meet in Vienna, uh, trying to keep Iran in the non-nuclear proliferation agreement from 2015. And of course, you can trust them and their word just as far as you can trust <laughs> Vladimir Putin's uh, in anything that they say or do. Yep. And while you shift over and we make room for Bruce Dodd. I will actually bring up the uh, talking about the Olympics. You mentioned how difficult the quad was. Here is a breakdown. If you hear a little bumping and thumping going on, you know how we do the show here. Once we hit record, we don't stop. And the quad, which, you know, we saw the American skater that has just, you know, gripped everybody's attention at this particular Olympics. He did three in one performance and yeah. then did four in another. Mm-hmm. And this is a move that literally had never been done right. up until he did it mm-hmm. in competition. Never had been done. And basically, I just got just a little bit of the breakdown here on what it takes to make this happen. They take off at about 20 miles an hour, skating backwards. Mm-hmm. They they tend to, no matter if they're left-handed, right-handed, left foot, right foot, whatever, they tend to launch on the right foot. Right. Skater drives the toe pick of the skate blade into the ice and leaps, and then he has to complete four revolutions. He's going to be about 20 inches off the ice, something in there. Shorter skaters are going to be in a better position to do this than taller skaters. That just gets into plain, just good old-fashioned physics, and I can't begin to understand it. But then again, of course, does four complete rotations and then lands again going backwards. Mm-hmm. The entire thing happens in between 0.65 and 0.70 seconds. So well under, you know, a full second. It's incredible. And that's, that, that's four spins, starting backwards, landing backwards, and do it in seven-tenths of a second. One of the female skaters landed yeah, this yes, jump as well. Yes, And Brigham First Young University ever. did a little bit of research, and they said when they land after this particular jump, their body weight is eight times what it would normally be. You have to basically add the centrifugal force, the G-forces, sure. gravity in general. And so, I mean, it is and a remarkable are not thing. No, skates no, are heavy. Not. 
So it's 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 a hell of a big deal. It truly is. All right, we're gonna we're gonna do a deep dive here on a topic that we were just discussing: affordable housing. If there is such a thing still in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and what shape it might take in the future. And Bruce Dodd is with us from People's Home Equity. This portion of the show is brought to you by People's Home Equity. By gosh, and Bruce Dodd and his buddy Trevor Glass down there. Five nine one nine eight zero one chatmortgage.com. Two T's. Bruce, good morning to you. Good to see you. Thank you for sponsoring us. Man, I enjoy it. We help it. I good mean, stuff. We, we love it. We love it. We love you. Love your help is what I'm trying to say. Good stuff. Where can you hear about physics and skating and <laughs> almost stuff. anywhere if you just and really Kid look Rock. for it? But yeah, but yeah, yeah. You're not <laughs> going to find the the discussion about Kid Rock's new song and the quad, you know, in the same conversation. And have somebody who can fake it as well as we do. Well, but you know, and then interest rates, right? You know, <laughs> and then jump but, into interest but, rates. But, but you know, all things are interconnected, so you know it makes sense. It okay, makes sense. all right. Let's 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 start with this. The market is crazy mm-hmm. right now, and in a good way for you. And I guess for I mean anybody trying to sell a home, they're certainly looking pretty. Uh, if you're trying to buy one, I guess you need a wad of cash these days. It certainly helps. I know getting pre-approved is something you guys, you know, make, you know, uh, very uh, prominent in your advertising mm-hmm. and your pitch. But, I mean, what was it I saw the other day that the house, the average house moves now in 23 days? Yeah, things, are, days? Yeah, things move super quick these days. Um, you know, it's it's nutty right now. It's not quite as nutty as it was maybe a year ago still a little cray cray but um you know it's ob- it's it's an odd thing right now um normally when you're giving people a lot of money for something you're not competing for the right to do that yeah exactly <laughs> you know it's just weird and so when I mean, you're it, buying it a- used to be you had to go with your hat in hand to the bank and beg and now it's 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 been reversed if you've got a you know a little bit of cash up front they want your business, and they know that there's other people out there who are well, looking for Well, it. but it's almost, but I was really speaking to, you know, when you make an offer on a house. Sure. You know, it's weird for most of us as we've grown up, you know, we've been taught you're trying to negotiate price down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it's like uh, sometimes it's a, ra- it's a race to see who can give the most money for something. To and try to weird. keep it from going higher. Yeah. It's uh, just, you know, you're not, you're not working it down. You're just trying to keep it from going higher. Yeah. So and it's, it's, a, it's an odd to. time. It's an odd time. But, you know, it's one of those things that, um, you know, if you look over history in the United States, more wealth is created with real estate than any other asset. More people make money um, in real estate. And because I, I keep hearing folks say, yeah, well, you know, we, are we looking at a, a bubble or something? You know, I think we all often think back to sort of the dark days of 2008 to 2010 when the world was, uh, you know, was driven into a recession from real estate. And I think it was a kind of a different thing at that point. You know, what you're really seeing now is real estate prices are being driven by demand. I was going to say, when lenders were being sort of knuckled down and forced to make loans that they didn't feel good about, if, I, if I've got the historic capsule correct, and nowadays I'm going, to, I'm going to just ask the question then, if it's a good time to sell a house, it's a possibly a prolific opportunity if you're looking for a house. Mm-hmm. They're out there because people know they can make money selling them, so there are plenty available. What about the lenders? Is it a good time for lenders, or does this well, have them over a barrel? No, I mean, if you it, things that we're certainly not over a barrel. If you look at the credit quality that gets approved today, it's 
the best ever. Um, when you look at uh, lenders, it used to be there was all kinds of information that you weren't totally certain about. Things like somebody could fudge some income numbers. Uh, they could, you know, valuations on houses were all over the place. But the way it all works now, there's so many more checks and balances in place. Uh, if you look at credit quality today, it's super good. You know, so people that, you know, they've got good credit now. It used to be, you know, back in the dark days in 2000, and, you know, to put it in perspective, in 2008, you could get a 100% loan with a 580 credit score. Well, the median credit score in the state of Tennessee is about 708. Wow. <laughs> so, you, wow. Yeah, they're really, you That's ought to be. That's a lot higher be, than I thought. You ought to be able to get a house right now. What about yeah. the people that are coming Average in and, and offering cash? Well, you see and, that. And, and let, me, let me add some to that it. That happened to me. This is, this is, this is you know, I, I know that there are a lot of people out there who are renters who are being forced to look for a new place because the person that owns that property wants to sell it again sure. because the market's hot. But we keep hearing about, and I've seen some of it with my own eyes, so I know it to be true in some situations, people coming in from larger cities who back in 2020 said, to hell with being in this big city. This sucks. It's on fire. I don't feel safe. They're moving to the country, and they're bringing with them their expectations of what real estate is going to be worth, and they come arriving with a whole lot of cash, and they can immediately outbid a local person who has an interest in the same property and well, they just they seem to be able to and they're they're overjoyed at how cheap land and homes are here yeah i mean if you're if you're moving from california uh where six seven hundred thousand dollars doesn't buy a whole lot six seven hundred thousand dollars in chattanooga tennessee area buys a pretty nice house yes it yeah. does buys a pretty well, nice our house. house out there the median price again i you know me you've done enough interviews for me to know that planning is for dullards is my motto so i had all of these numbers out here the other day and the median price of a house was like two hundred thirty four thousand dollars more than it used to be something like that but yeah i mean six hundred thousand yeah, dollars no. you get what you want yeah and so um or you you know when you tell folks from you know i call them tax refugees mostly i think a lot of times when you see people moving to the great state of tennessee uh it's because they're moving from very very high tax burden states sure and so they get a raise just because they moved here. Their dollar goes a lot further buying a house. And when you tell them how much property taxes are, they think they're committing robbery. Hmm. You know, because taxes, property taxes here are still very reasonable. Has the shuffle um, created, does it make it easier for you in your business or more difficult? Now you, you, I, don't, I don't mean to be speaking out of school, but we talked a little bit before, you know, you, the show began. Mm -hmm. And you were saying that you used to have a, a, a much larger staff than you do now, and you're just doing the work yourself. So, I mean, I guess that you know gives you a little bit of a raise through attrition. But, I mean, does that, does that mean that it's harder, or does that mean that it's easier nowadays when you roll out of bed in the morning? Well, you know, it's, you know that's, that's a little bit of a complex question for me personally. Uh, but I would say lending is you know, I've been doing this for 35 years. The guidelines for an FHA loan are about the same as they were 35 years ago when I first got started. Guidelines for conventional loans are basically the same as they were 35 years ago. The difference is we have things like credit score and some other things that you have to worry about. To a degree lending, I would say there's parts of it that are much easier uh, because of electronic information, 
because of the speed at which clients can communicate with you. I mean, to put this in perspective, when I first started doing mortgages, it would take four or five days to get somebody's credit report. <laughs> now it's instant. Four or five right. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Four, four or five, five seconds. seconds. Yeah. A uh, nanosecond. You could probably get it before I can. You get know, it. it used to be that um, you know you you didn't have access to any kind of electronic verifications for income, and so there's a lot of it that's easier. What's more difficult these days is assisting people getting under contract, and so. I spend a lot of my time, we're a little different because you know I, I, I'm not doing loans all over the country. I just do loans right here in our area. And helping clients here is a paramount to us versus if you're dealing with some internet lender, they got plenty of stuff to do. They don't really need the Joneses to get under contract, I do. And so we spend a lot of our time talking to local folks, uh, local realtors, uh, explaining why they should be accepting our offers. And, and we get, uh, we're very, you know, we're pretty successful doing that. I can't say that, um, my clients get every house they're looking for cause they don't, but, um, uh, but we're, we're pretty successful doing that. But I would say the lending world is, I mean, it's, it's a, it's an interesting place to, to spend your day right now. Let me ask you a question, Bruce, real quick that uh, you might not love, but because I'm actually in, been talking to a lot of lenders, different things for things I'm doing in my own personal life. Um, but for many years now, we've been hearing about uh, refinance now, do this now because the rates are about to go up. But while the rates are where they're at, and you just mentioned the cray cray time about a year and a half ago when rates were around two and a half to two and a quarter you know basically almost zero they're yeah. so low rates are actually going up now mm -hmm. for real not not advertising scare you for real mm -hmm. they're actually going up for real mm -hmm. where do you see the uh the fed rate going where do you see uh and there's the, an adjustment coming yeah and, and, and is, is, is this a for real market correction that you might we might see over the next year and a half because Somebody I talked to who's in the same business you told me absolutely yes and gave me some numbers that he well, projected. What do you think? Well, uh, I mean, let's first of all, you know, rates have absolutely gone up. Um, you know, if we, you know, we've had, had sort of a worldwide pandemic that shut economies down, part of what drives interest rates. And then try to quickly run out of it, and that brings all the same problems. Yeah, so all what, but, but when you look at long-term interest rates, so there's there's a little bit of confusion for folks when they hear stuff like the Fed's raising rates. Um, well, Fed's the Fed doesn't control mortgage rates. The Fed controls the Fed fund rate. But That's, don't they mirror each other a little bit? Not necessarily. Okay. Because... Um, the, the big risk to somebody, what drives mortgage rates is the purchase and sale of mortgage-backed securities, period, end of story, to whatever was Wall Street paying for mortgage-backed securities. So it's still supply and demand. It's so, what, that's what, so it's what do investors think long-term interest rates are going to be. And so if you look at where rates are right now, rates still aren't back to where they were prior to COVID. If right before COVID um, we were quoting 30-year mortgage rates in the low to mid fours. And so right now we're not quite back there. So when people say what- So pre-COVID low to mid fours. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. If you looked at, at that time. And it dropped almost in half well, over yeah, that time. Yeah. Frame. And so, so when you look at that, so if you look at the last decade, rates have been sort of in the mid fours to the mid fives. Now, where do I think rates are going to go? 
anybody who tells you they know that with any specificity, you know, would be too rich for you to talk to. Yeah. So, because they could just sit back and fly their helicopter to Wall Street and make mm-hmm. a couple billion. <laughs> but um, and so I wish that were me, but it's not. <laughs> uh, but um, I think should you know, when you say where are rates going to go. I think that rates will get back to where they were pre-COVID. But when you look at that for as it as an impact to the Chattanooga market, at, at the sales prices we have here, it's not dramatically changing anybody's life. It doesn't mean if rates go to 4.5%, if they go to 5.5%. Does that mean you still want to live in your grandmother's basement? No, <laughs> you know, because rates have gone up a little bit. So it doesn't change people's lives. Our average loan size in Chattanooga is about $260,000. It's about my average loan size. Mine's probably a little higher than most. That doesn't really change the world if rates go up some. No, and a quarter percent is not going to do a whole lot. And just a, a, a testimonial, um, I refied with you guys in 2011, mm-hmm. 11 years ago at 3.75. Yeah. And I have a, you know, I'm a fantastic loan. You've reaped yeah. the benefits for that. Yeah. So, so what I, I think is important to think about when you look at real estate is you look at things long term. People don't buy houses to, to flip them. Most people are going to live in the house. Most The average person, when they buy their first house, is in their house a little north of seven years. A little north of seven years. In a beginner house. Yeah, that's kind of the average time. It's like 7.2 years. Well, that's even changed. Jeff, my, my mom and dad used to use mm-hmm. the beginner house yeah, terminology. Yeah, the starter house. I, I, I don't think that's as prominent these days. It's more of a... We're, it certainly wasn't we're, with me. Well, it I was. Didn't it was. I think wives, and, and I didn't believe in starter houses. <laughs> I just believed in wives and, and, and houses. And Bruce obviously knows this more than I do, but I don't hear that as much as "Hey, we're going to do this, and then move to this, and then move to this." It's kind of like just get a damn house and then just settle the hell down. Well, can, well I, but I don't think that's. I don't, I don't think, think that's reality. I okay. agree with no. Bruce. Yeah. Okay. No, it's it's not. Um, I don't live in reality. What is yeah. the cost of a, of a starter house? You know. I, well, I, but, let me let me let me say. Wow, that's a lot of questions at once. No, you guys are like all over. No, the no, hang on a second. I'm going to go back to where we left off as you, were making your way in, off as you were making your way in and that is what what is what is in your opinion your opinion bruce's opinion what is affordable housing in chattanooga tennessee well what should we consider it to be well i mean across when, you, the board. when you say that I, there is not an across the board answer to that um, you can make but, one up well but but let me answer it this way let me answer it this way and i'll answer the other question that was you know what's a starter house People buy things at different points in life. People, you know, we have some folks who exit high school and go to work and, you know, making a good living. And so what their starter house is going to be different than if you, you know, you got somebody a, goes to MIT for six years. Yeah. And gets out and, you, you know, know, you got an engineering degree and your first year salary is $72,000. So a starter house to one person may be a move up house to somebody else. And so I think what's affordable housing, I think if you look at for Chattanooga, Tennessee, that answer is a lot more of a smile than it would be if you lived in San Francisco, if you lived in Atlanta, if you lived in Nashville even. If you yeah. just, I mean, if, you, if there was a, if there was a, there's a figurative gun to your head, a monthly, a monthly payment. What Here. do you, what do you think? is reasonable for a reasonable person with a reasonable job. Well, but I think that that depends once again on how that reasonable person lives. Sure. So I taught a class for First Things First for a number of years. 
and people would say, you know, how do you determine that? There's a difference between what I would say one could qualify for a mortgage for and could be reasonable for a person. You know, if a person's hobby is they want to race cars on the weekend and they got a tire habit, then what they can spend on a house is different than somebody who's weekend plan is they're going to listen to your podcast yeah and dub, so, double income no kids is going to be different yeah than somebody and, with a and so typically what i would say is if you look at what's a reasonable house payment for a person you know i would say somewhere in the 25 percent range of how much you make a year i was going to say 30 percent so, that, so, that so 25 30 percent yeah that rule of thumb hasn't changed yeah that much. I, now now you can get a mortgage at a higher percentage than that because let's say you're a person who doesn't have expensive hobbies, doesn't have any real pre-existing debt. You know, the answer for a starter home for somebody who maybe started work right out of high school is different than a person that went to college and has a bunch of student debt. Mm -hmm. And so it really depends on a person. And so what I would say for most people and this is going to sound like a plug for me because it is. Get, get um, a plug in for God's it, sake. It, it is. Take the it time is, to come down here. Is that, is that there isn't one size that fits all for people. And I think it's important to too many people. I think often they just jump into buying a house and they think they want to buy a house at a certain price point because their buddies all did. That may be the right answer for you. It may not mm -hmm. because everybody's situation is different. How people, there's some people who have a higher commitment to saving money. You know, there's some folks who, you know, if I'm not saving X percentage, I'm not gonna be able to sleep at night. Well, that person needs to probably spend a little less. So it's really different for different people. But I would say when you talk about affordable housing, Chattanooga, Tennessee, a person that's making the median, you know, the median income here can absolutely buy, buy a house. All right. Are we going to switch just gears just for a second here? But I got a couple of minutes. We need to kind of pick up our time pace here. Um, the Intentional Living Project, mm -hmm. your yeah, podcast, the, mm -hmm. new, the new podcast. Um, I, I have said in reading, you know, the, the sponsorship that you, you know, kindly bought uh, with <laughs> us, I've said, you know, it, it is what it says it is. I mean, it's fairly self-explanatory, but look into it. Uh, I hope I've been accurate in saying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, so. Intentional living, well, uh, living intentionally. And, and so what, um, kind of how I came to this, and sometimes, you know, part of the reason why a lot of people do podcasts, and certainly part of my reason, is it's cheaper than therapy. <laughs> and and it's, uh, it's also some accountability. And so what I found, I, I got into business, you know, hired a business coach a number of years ago. And a number of years ago, um, I was diagnosed with congestive heart failure. I had type two diabetes. I had all kinds of issues and realized that I wasn't very intentional in my approach to life. I was just kind of living and planning uh, is for dollars. Yeah. And so, um, had to get serious about health. You look fantastic. By oh, well, the thank way. you. Thank I mean, you. I haven't You're seen right. you in what five, ten years. Yeah, I you look great. Well, I lost sixty pounds. Yeah, <laughs> and, that that was obvious yeah. upon entry. Yeah, I lost sixty pounds. I did a bunch of other things, but I found that part of that, you know, people say, "Wasn't that hard?" No, it really wasn't. <laughs> it really wasn't. Um, I took the appropriate time to do it, and That's um, a secret. I got, you know, I with me, you know, if you if you want to achieve something, let's go find somebody's done it before and. 
and right. hire them. Sure. <laughs> and so or I, find know. a doctor to tell you you're going to yeah. die if you don't. And so you know, I I, I got a personal. I could arrange for either one of those. <laughs> yeah. So I, I did all those things, but for me, it was coming up with a plan to live my life on. Now, I mean, I don't plan every element of my life. I mean, I don't. But just pick the the most important things to you in life, and create a plan for those things and give some thought to what do you do when things go wrong? You know, what is my approach going to be? What is plan B? Yeah. To have at least a plan B. Yeah. Maybe not a C or a D, but that might get into OCD territory. Yeah. (laughs) And so recently, you know, we did, um, you know, like a couple podcasts we've done recently, you know, I found uh, one of the things I found at my house, I get in trouble for talking about stuff in my house, but um, I talk I'll, about stuff at your house all the time. Nobody <laughs> says anything. Yeah, well, that's probably good. But, you know, I found that um, my wife and my daughter have these giant fights. And it's because... You're just finding that out now? No, no, it's a long time. <laughs> but but I, I, I gave some thought to it, and it's really because... It's your fault. Well, everything's my fault. <laughs> but it's really because they 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 don't talk about little conflict as it comes up sure yeah and so talked about the benefit of leaning into conflict especially those you care the most about Mm -hmm. because people we care about often we get in giant fights because we won't say nothing early yeah and so we talked about that so we talked about the boat yeah talked talked about leaning into conflict and then which i think goes along with leaning into conflict is is accepting you know, my wife gives me lots of opportunities to improve myself, mm-hmm. you know, and, <laughs> I'm so, sure she and does. suggestions. <laughs> yeah. And, and directions. So, and so instead of, instead of demands, <laughs> hand symbols. Yeah. But <laughs> just the first thing we get often when someone is pointing out some opportunities for us to improve, we want to defend our current state. Sure. sure. And so talked about leaning into opportunities to improve when people are giving you criticism, you know, how to, how to, how to approach that. And so I think if for myself, once I, I decided that I wanted to be in charge of my life a little more, mm-hmm. and we're not really in charge, we're in charge of what's between our ears, right. how but, we react. But if we if we make some conscious decisions about what's important and what we're going to do about those things, you just have better results in those areas. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you what, I appreciate you coming by today. I get do an, too. Get, a, get another plug in for the podcast and where to find it. How do you, yeah. Yeah, thing. so we're on all the platforms. You can check out our websites, uh, theintentionallivingproject.com. You can check out. You can find the Intentional Living Project pretty much anywhere. Uh, give it a listen. Uh, you'll typically find what I've screwed up for the previous week. And then uh, <laughs> if you want to buy a house, uh, I think you need to be very intentional about that. Give me a call yeah. at uh, People's Home Equity here in Chattanooga. And at number 591 Guys, it's awesome. Mistaken. So good right. to yeah. see you guys. So good to you see you, man. Well. It has been a while. My it's pleasure. been a long time. You do look good. And, Thank uh, you. So keep up what you're doing. I appreciate that. And uh, uh, we'll go ahead and, and make the switcheroo again. And uh, I will go ahead and jump into the Everybody's Got One, Everybody's Got One category here, which is the editorial section of the podcast. And it is brought to you by American Exotic Guitars, AmericanExoticGuitars.com. Um, this I want to go right back to the book review committee. I have not settled in on an opinion. I'm just getting everybody ready for this upcoming debate. All right. They met on Monday night and met again on Tuesday. This is the Hamlin County Board of Education. They have a special committee that they've set aside. Rhonda Thurman, Ph.D., professional hairdresser, and she doesn't <laughs> mind that reference at all because that's what she does for a living, and she's proud of it. 
Um, she is and not. She should be. She's not an expert in anything. She'll tell you that in a heartbeat. She ran because she felt like the the little person was not being heard, mm -hmm. and discussions that were happening about her education system. And I I admire her for standing up and swimming against the stream. But she also is a very conservative individual socially. Our politics are very different as a general rule, and it is somewhat worrisome to have, um, as, as well as I know her and like her and admire, I'm a little bit worried about having her at that helm. And that's what you heard from my coworkers earlier today, at least two of them, that they're a little bit concerned that she is bringing more than their normal carry-on baggage to this particular program. She wants headlines. And she's going to get them. There's a lot of people who truly believe that in their heart of hearts that she is uh, somebody who seeks out publicity. Her and Tim I Boyd love her. to see their name in the paper. Luckily, think, they won't be able to pick up the I paper think it, anymore. I think it finds her. On the flip side of that, the McMinn County are actually thinking about reversing oh, the, the, the decision decision the, about mouse. They, they came back. A bunch yeah. of people in McMinn County said, you, know, well, you have made us look like idiots. Yes. Thank you very much. Right. Now let's go back and look at the rules. Uh -huh. And they're saying, you guys didn't even follow your own rules. You were supposed to talk to us. That's there right. There was supposed to be community input, a unanimous vote on removing a book. And it happens on Holocaust Remembrance Day. I know. Really. You know, of, all, of, all so of all days. So they're literally talking about reversing that, which would probably be good for everybody. But let me just go ahead and this is this just get ready to talk about this more in the future. Mm -hmm. I'm just wanting to inform the public about what their tax dollars are paying for, what's in the libraries, the process. That's from Rhonda Thurman. Elementary school librarian Nicole Galetta says... Well, we work really hard to raise money in order to provide books for our students. Your taxpayer dollars are not paying for the majority of the books in the library. So here comes one of the members. Everybody on the school board got to appoint two persons to this committee, right? Mm -hmm. Just standard, regular, just Joe Sixpacks, Jill Sixpacks. Committee member Wayne McBrayer, one of those, said that the fact that the books were not paid for by taxpayers does not exempt them from the standard of what is best for the community, community standards. Well, they are in the school library, so I understand so the position there. Here are some of the books that Rhonda Thurman says she's already had complaints about. Uh, the Hate You Give by Angie Thomas, now made into a huge runaway best-selling movie. Mm -hmm. More Than We Can Tell, On the Come Up, Far From the Tree. Now, the one thing that's noticeable about these titles is that they're new. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I've it's not, not read any of them. It's not The Catcher in the Rye, and right. it's not Mark Twain, mm -hmm. and it's not the, the same ones that always come up every time we have these discussions. And unless Rhonda Thurman has read every one of these, I don't have a care in the world of what exactly. she has to say. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I think that they should be. Uh, She's not reading these. Kids aren't reading these. Adults aren't I'll, reading these. Nobody is reading I'll books. Wrap up the Everybody's Got One just by this quote. This is, again, from, from Ms. Thurman. I can't even read. We can't go through and tell everybody every word they can say or can't say it's kind of like pornography. You can't really define it, but you know it when you see it. Uh, so that's parrot, parrot that's, talk, parrot. That's the, what what congressman said that years ago, or politician. I would say it was. I don't know pornography, but I know Thur when I see Thurgood it. Thurgood Marshall, the Thurgood. Supreme Court yeah. Justice. I'm going to just parrot, throw it. parrot, parrot, parrot. I'm going to throw in repeat. this comment just because, and then we'll leave it alone. I disagree. I do think kids are reading books. I do think people generally read books, I read and books, if they're yeah. not reading them. They're, they're downloading the app so that they can then listen to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I listened to a ton of audiobooks even when I was a kid. I loved right. doing it. I thought it was my, a lot of fun. Both of my children read books. I'm talking about eighth graders books. and Rhonda Thurman. I'm not talking about you guys. Okay. Mm -hmm. When I say nobody. Yeah. 
Well, well I we'll was see. talking about my children, but, <laughs> but have, yeah, I understand. Yeah, I, I mean, I have to go based on Jen's experience because she has more recent experience with eighth graders than I do. I, I think that kids are reading more than you think. Um, well, they have to. They're tested on it. Yeah. Well, also consider like what's popular in school. Like it might not be what we consider like high art or anything, but they're totally reading like Diary of a Wimpy Kid and stuff like that. Sure. Super well, that's yeah, much younger. No, the... I read that when I was fourteen. It was freaking hilarious. <laughs> okay. You know what? I, I can. Don't know. I can. It's I a can, movie now. I can just about <laughs> skip right through the Dove uh, category because we are running very short on time. It's yeah. brought to you by the Chattanooga Safety Products on Highway 58 next to the Hungry House. All your industrial safety footwear and PPE needs. Safety begins at your feet at Chattanooga Safety Products. Um, and and yesterday I, I skipped the story and could probably do that again today. I'll combine the two just in this. Check out the Oscars, the nominees, mm-hmm. and uh, I will give you a, an example just very quickly. Yeah. This goes into the Doug category. You know sometimes movies are going to be nominated for multiple Oscars when you see them. Mm-hmm. When you see them, you know for a fact because you know the way they operate mm-hmm. if you've paid attention over the years. Sure. It doesn't have to be the best movie of all time. It doesn't even have to be an entertaining movie. Mm-hmm. But you can tell by the way it is written and staged and the people in it whether or not it's going to be Oscar fodder or not. And a perfect example, y'all busted me on it yesterday because I said, we ought to see it. It's a good movie. Right after I said, it's not that good. <laughs> it, what, it's not good enough to be sweeping the Oscars, but the power of the dog. Yeah. My, uh, roommate, I'm still not even sure what the title means, to be honest with my you. My roommate and I always joke that it's always the gay French movie. It never fails. It, it's, it's, no, no, no. Now you got Licorice Pizza, and that's you know that's done by you know one of my favorite directors, the guy that did Moonrise Kingdom mm-hmm. and, 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 and Bottle Rocket. Something so tells many. me I might like that from the over-the-top uh, advertising for it I've seen. I can almost, I still won't watch it. it I mean, I just I, <laughs> I love this guy's touch with movies. Uh, I really do. He's not made one yet. Did the French Dispatch make any of this? Yeah. Uh, and, oh, God, you're going to... It would take far from me. If Dune, Dune doesn't is up win for, no, Dune is up for cinematic, a bunch of it. Right. Best picture. It's up for best picture. Here's the best picture. Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up. Now, does that need to be given an Oscar for best movie? No. No. Drive it's My Car. It's a Netflix television show. Dune, which is a huge sweeping movie. Of course, mm-hmm. it's just part one. King right. Richard. Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, which is a remake. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an interesting one. Guillermo del, del Toro uh, did a remake of a 40s film noir. I love film noir. Well, you know, Scarface but, is yeah. a remake, too. Uh, so, I mean, that's the, interesting. The Power of the Dog, West Side Story. Um, I'd like to see West Side, West Side so Story. Mad. I still haven't. I'll be so mad if West Side Story wins anything. That's Spielberg, though, those. right? Yeah, yeah, Spielberg redoing. Yeah. You know, and the people were aghast that he even wanted to redo it. Kristen Stewart, you, Stewart your girl... Is that for Best Actress for, for Spencer? Spencer. In yeah. this, not in the BAFTAs, Nicole, which is where she should have been. Nicole Kidman for being the Ricardos. Uh, Jessica Chastain, who plays Tammy Faye in the eyes of Tammy Faye. I just watched. That. I didn't that see. Was, I didn't oh, see that one coming. So good. You'd is like it, it really? It's really. Is it good. really? Yeah. Well, I'm see, I want you guys to watch the power of the dog and come back to me and say, Yeah, I'll watch yeah that you, today. you you missed something, Jeff, because it was relentlessly depressing well i like that the acting movie. jobs are are wonderful but there's no comic relief none whatsoever and i just when you walk out of a movie and you're just plain depressed 
just depressed about the human condition, I don't know that you need to give it the highest award that a movie can achieve. You ought to be up. Or maybe that's exactly why you should. I don't know. I don't know. I, and and I'll just I'll combine the storytelling part very quickly here and say thank you to RC2 Realty Solutions and Robin Ring at RC2 Realty Solutions. If you have a distressed property in your life that you'd like to get out from under, contact Robin at rc2realtysolutions.com, and she can help you out there, speaking of real estate and things of that nature. But, I mean, I think in the movies that I left going, what was the big deal? I mean, some of them are, are just, it's just my taste. Mm-hmm. I didn't think Forrest Gump was all that. No, I didn't either. I watched I it thought, this past weekend for th- the 5,000th I know, time. I thought it was entertaining. I love it. But it, I love it, it, it too. wasn't all that. I cry it, it when was. I watch it. But, I it mean, I, wa- I walked out of Pulp Fiction, I'm on a double date with a couple we don't even know. This mm-hmm. is what we decided to That's do together. That's not a good date movie. <laughs> oh my God, it was horrifying. I mean, I looked at the guy, I don't even know the guy, and the, the credits roll, and he just looks at me and goes, I think I hated it, but I'm not sure. <laughs> and that's the way I felt, too. And I loved it. And yeah, then you I got, feel the same way about Pulp Fiction. I think it's it's a good movie, but it's not one that I would like go and watch again. Oh, I, I think it's complete, I complete brilliance. Remember complete com- brilliance. Coming, out of, coming out of The Bell and the Butterfly, this huge, <laughs> that's a great movie. huge, yes, I mean, critically acclaimed movie movie i wanted to slit my wrist and i made my my boys go see that one with me too and they were absolutely despondent that's a really good movie over for days you know and the only thing worse well a chariots of fire anybody can go back and watch chariots of fire and still tell me it was good it's a good movie you're just lying you're posing you're just posing no it was good back in that day english patience same thing no that was good too horrible movie horrible movie and uh i just it just it just never never fails but here here's my 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 oldest biological son Eli 12 years old I decide and you know what this came up because of a reading assignment and uh, I said it's time for you to see 2001 mm-hmm. a space odyssey why do I have to read 120 days Cu- of Sodom dad Cu- Kubrick you know and I said this this is a masterpiece I know it hasn't completely aged well special effects won't be you know just be knocking you down but he was interested for a while and then he was a little more interested, you know, when the supercomputer started taking over. I yeah, mean, that's yeah. still a gripping horror story. Yeah. And and then, of course, you had the twenty minute yeah. ending, yeah. and it just stops. Yeah, it just stops. And and they're close playing, encounters would have been better. They're just playing the Blue Danube, and the credits start to roll. And Eli's is looking at the screen, and he looks at me, and he looks at the screen, and he starts going. Should I have watched this movie? No, no. Is it a big waste of my life? Yes, 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 yes. Just thinking, he, he, was, he was pissed that I made Man. him spend two and a half hours of his life watching this thing I that came it. to just no come. What was that at the end? Was that a fetus? What was that supposed to be? And he yeah, just stomped called, off. It's called you know? the Star Child, you yeah. uncultured swine. <laughs> I know, I know. Anyway, that's that's all I got for duh and storytelling. So At Quality Tire Pros, we look forward to keeping you on the road in 2022. If your ride is running as rough as the past two years have been, stop in today. Let us check it out. For a quality ride and one you can count on, we carry great tire brands like Michelin. No matter what you drive or where you've driven, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee Boulevard. All right, it's your turn. All right, I'm just going to go quickly because we're, we're running Pimp's short. Corner, very much so. Um, it's barely been a full re- week since Tom Brady announced his retirement, but he's already dropping hints that he's coming back. Have you heard this? I did, and of he's just, he's he just to. wants to be in the news headlines. We'll see. 
Uh, He's not going to play again. This is important. If you drive a Hyundai or a Kia, you might want to park it well far away from your house because a half a million <laughs> Kias and Hyundais have been recalled because there's a risk of spontaneous combustion. Awesome. Which will catch your house on fire. So catch your ass on fire. Look into that. I have a Hyundai, and I had a Toyota before that, and I get recalls all the time, and I yeah. throw them in the garbage every time. Those <laughs> yeah. are these foreign cars. I get, I get recalls for Brian's car, and I just throw it in the garbage. Yeah. Don't even tell him. And then just one really fun one. <laughs> a, a family in Idaho uh, found a bedroom wall as they were, you know, kind of re- renovating. They found a, an entire bedroom wall covered in roof shingles. When they pulled the roof shingles off, they discovered that the whole wall was full of 1,600 vintage baseball cards what? from the 70s and 80s. Whoa. What huh. in the I thought world? you were going to say cash, and I was going to say, does that Not remind cash. you of the Ozark? I was, I was, I was thinking the <laughs> we'll same thing. We'll just leave it there actually, for when yeah, they do the cash. renovation. It's in the pontoon. Apparently they're it's not, in the pontoon. They're not thinking, worth anything bodies. because they've They're been, not worth anything. Oh, because they got weathered. They've been shellacked. Oh. And, uh, yeah. So, well, see, baseball cool, cards though. aren't really see, worth what, much Wouldn't you anyway. like to go up there and just see a Honus Wagner shellacked <laughs> into the wall? <laughs> well, she said 70s and 80s, not 1910. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah, but 70s and 80s. What would that be worth? A half a million? The Honus Wagner yeah. card? It's the most expensive card yeah. in, uh, yeah, a couple mil, I'd say. I, would, I don't know, half, uh, one mil. I love those turn-of-the-century baseball cards, too, because their names are like Iron Testicles Tom and stuff. <laughs> J- Jumping Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Russell the Love Muscle all right. gets his little brief few seconds here. Um, well, it's a bit of a problem here, Jeff. Um, <laughs> you don't you, – you, it, it's okay. You I, can bail. I'll, I'll paraphrase. Ukraine, Russia, <laughs> right. uh, Lebanon. Well, no, the problem <laughs> is – Guns, Mal- tanks. Moldovia. The problem is Ghost that guns. I, I did write something and it's really long, so maybe I'll just <laughs> see you yeah, for tomorrow. Hang on, yeah. hang on, hang We've on. got about 10 minutes. We can cram pretty Really? Good. Okay, yeah, I can do ahead. it in 10. All right. well, that, you don't have 10 minutes. The show has 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, I can do it. You we have three minutes. Go. Okay, okay, I can be fast. All right. What time is it? Time for Taiji. <laughs> did you know that Time for Taiji with Chris Campbell has been providing workplace wellness programs since 2000? He successfully implemented stress management programs for the home office employees of Home Depot, Kimberly-Clark, Gwinnett County, and Bell South Corporations, to name a few. We all need to de-stress and take a step back from the craziness and anxiety we're surrounded by. Time for Taiji with Chris Campbell provides Taiji tools to use to release stress, prevent headaches and migraines, and sleepless nights from happening while bringing a positive change to employees' demeanor and morale. Contact Chris Campbell, 423-821-8947, or chris at timefortaiji.com. That's T-A-I-J-I.com for more details. All right. I want to build on a piece that was written by James Andrew Lewis at the Center for Strategic and International Studies. Uh, he says in his recent piece, which is titled Russia and the Threat of Massive Cyber Attack, I Hate You, Brian. <laughs> I don't know why he wrote that. Kremlin strategists. Yeah, weird. Yeah, it's weird to pen that. <laughs> he said Kremlin strategists are not as risk averse as the United States and have developed concepts on how to use cyber tools for coercive effect. They have more than 15 years of experience in using these tools. While they could disrupt U.S. critical infrastructure, they've chosen not to do so. The most successful Russian use of cyber tools against the United States has been in creating false narratives to heighten political turmoil in the United States and Europe. This also explains Russia's clumsy diplomatic pronouncements intended to increase public pressure on Western governments. There's been almost no cost to the Russians for their earlier political interference. Of course, remember the allegations that they hacked the election. 
And while heightened exposure of the tactics has reduced their value, continued political fragility in democracies will be a tempting target, especially as tensions rise. Ransomware attacks are motivated by financial gain, not politics, and are too granular and insufficiently damaging by themselves to provide Russia an advantage without risk. They're largely unrelated to the Ukrainian situation other than affecting Russia's willingness to crack down on criminals. That's the part that I want to build on. So regarding the ransomware attacks, I think that they would increase given an outbreak of hostilities due to various nationalistic ideals within some hacker groups. Keep in mind, one of the most recent cyber attacks which crippled the colonial pipeline, we all remember that one, was carried out by a small handful of people. That's an extremely important point to note. It's a small handful of people. It doesn't take numbers. It takes skill and know-how when we're talking about ransomware. It doesn't take a powerful computer. It could be done with a laptop and some social engineering. Again, talking on the smaller scale social engineering and uh, ransomware stuff. But also on a broader scale, when we talk about 21st century combat, we live in an era where cyber warfare is just as important as troops are on the ground. We haven't engaged in a war with a power capable of large-scale cyber warfare necessary to have any reasonable effect yet. The worst the Taliban ever did was hack a few websites, same with ISIS. A few websites, no big deal. The Russians, on the other hand, have the capability to take out, physically take out GPS satellites, spy satellites, disrupt communications with jamming, spread malware through government institutions, etc. A platoon on the ground with guns is great, but if your map suddenly stops working because the GPS satellite just got blown up and your radios are full of static because they're being jammed, you can't really do much with the troops on the ground. That's the new warfare, and it'll be part of the double pronged attack on the Ukraine. Right. That's the reality of large-scale superpower versus superpower warfare in the 21st century. But as a word of reassurance, Lewis also writes in his article, a major attack on U.S. critical infrastructure, talking about us at home, would create an unacceptable risk of retaliation, would be impossible for the international community to ignore, and would not support the Russian goals to present action in Ukraine as what he calls fate accompli, which is uh, Latin for basically inevitability. Uh, Russia gains nothing from a cyber attack on the United States that it would not get from actions limited to Ukrainian targets. So it's scary, but I think it's worth noting also the reality of what cyber warfare would entail in the 21st century. It's not the 90s anymore. That's all I got. Hi. Regional Roundup Shotgun Shoutouts. I will read one letter to the editor. Very short. All this brought to you by Tennessee American Water Company. Providing quality water to the Chattanooga community since 1887. At the end of every pipe, they know there's a family or a business or an individual counting on them to provide clean, safe, reliable water for their health and comfort each day. Tennessee American Water Company take pride in keeping your lives flowing right. This is a one-sentence letter to the editor from Tom Evans of Hickson. Impressive salary for venue pastor is the title, and it just says, Pastor Tavner Smith's divorce proceedings, which are unfortunately public record, for those of you who don't know, lists his monthly income as $16,666. you got to be kidding me. Oh, my 16, gosh. 16666 his monthly income Come on now. is someone sending us a message. 16666. <laughs> six, six. I don't know yes. what to wow. think yes. about that. Yes, yes. It's a lot of money, but I think it was the 666. No, yeah, yeah. Like all, the, yeah, all yeah. the fake 666 means something about yeah, yeah, the, the, the devil. devil. The mark but of the beast. But still, that's yeah. odd. The mark that's of the odd. beast. It is. It's an odd. It's a hell of a lot of money to $16, get up. $16,000 a month. 
jump up and just talk once a week. We do it five times a week here, and we, we <laughs> sixteen we, cents. We, we we just barely make more than that. I think we've saved more souls than that guy has. Uh, see Georgia, a uh, little uh, just round about the region here. Smyrna mentioned this to you guys once before, and y'all didn't believe me. Replica of Aunt Fanny's Cabin, well-known restaurant that served Southern staples, but then used racist imagery to help promote it appears headed for demolition despite objections from the local NAACP chapter. Hmm. They wanted to stay up, which is what I think they should do with all of these 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 irritating, bothersome things is keep them up as learning museums and lessons. This is the bad old days. Let's don't go back there. Mm-hmm. Don't evaporate it and say five years, some, some kid who was 17 when you tore this place down goes, I think it'd be a good idea to do a little black sambos out here in Smyrna, you know, and, and put up a bunch of offensive stereotypes. <laughs> you know, they ought to be up, up there like a corpse twisting in the wind. Don't go down this path. I yeah. think I agree with that. Nothing, yeah, nothing, is, no, nothing good will happen from this. Yeah, I mean, this. it's kind of like, you know, they show uh, Nazi propaganda films on sure. his, History Channel. You know, it's like, don't do that. I, I, you know, there's, there's, <laughs> don't forget that this is bad. There's yeah. a dial stopper right there. I can be, I can be basically shooting around looking for something, and every once in a while, it'll be the the learning channel or a history channel or something you know lenny reifenstahl you know the power of will comes up Mm -hmm. i'm gonna stop and watch that every time he's a compelling figure i mean there's there's no doubt i mean it's just one of the most visually stunning things ever i love on the history channel too they have like the same sort of thing all all the time is like nazi super weapons it's like if hitler had gained the power of the nuclear weapons (laughs) if if he had no and i you know what i'll I'll say this real quick the the way the russians are lined up and set up right now if we wanted to fight a war we could take them out they're sitting ducks oh yeah and the germans were just like that in world war ii right before they invaded belgium they were just lined up, and they were in a huge traffic jam. If we'd have taken our B-52 straight down that row, we would have wiped out their war-making capacity. I remember the highway of death and there's yeah. a storm. But I'm just saying, we, we this is what we would have to do. We would have mm-hmm. to take a proactive strike, but we could completely eliminate 150,000 troops right now. We could. And we have that power. have to deal with the nuclear war yeah. as well. Nashville, Tennessee, the city announced it will expand a pilot project that pairs mental health professionals with police after its first seven months yielded promising results. That makes sense. And this is a good one. Speaking of race, Montgomery, Alabama, the retirement last week of Evelyn England, an African-American woman who served for 12 years as a receptionist at the first White House of the Confederacy site. (laughs) Apparently wasn't the friendliest of departures. State records show that she was suspended for three days last month for refusing to sign a performance review, and she has now said she has filed a racial discrimination complaint with the U.S. Equal Opportunity Commission, Employment Opportunity Commission. Spokeswoman said the Department of Finance declined to comment on the personnel matter, but England said a lot of visitors were surprised to see her at the historic home where Confederate President Jefferson Davis lived with his family in the early months of the Civil War, and she wishes the museum would take a broader view of history. That slavery was a catalyst for the Civil War is sort of stated around, as she said. Tell it like it is. Montgomery is a fascinating city. It's it is. so uh, poor, it is so rich in history, and it's uh, very racist, too, as well. And that's just about getting us to the end of the show today. Top of the Pops, brought to you by Sports Barn. Three locations since 1979. Weight training, personal training, spinning. Whatever you have that you need to get done with your body and your regimen, your physical regimen, they've got people down there who can help you. I mean, from... 
just Pilates, and uh, I, I, they also do uh, Tai Chi and some other martial arts and meditation and all kinds yoga, of things. Spinning, yoga, spinning, all, all of kinds of stuff. classes. So the Circuit sports bar on top of the pops. As that's the top of the mind awareness, and I'm just going to go back to my harangue yesterday. That was the first big, good, just solid, let's alienate a bunch of people political harangue <laughs> I've done on the podcast. I was I used so to proud do, of you. I used to do them all the time on the radio, but I finally let one go yesterday, and I'm sure that we lost some people over it. No, we didn't. But probably gained a few more. I said, you know what? I like these guys. I like these guys. They get my blood pressure up. So just flashing back on that, editorial in the free press, the conservative side of the paper, Yesterday, Republicans confirmed their party is a cult. An editorial from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. And basically, it gets down to again to going after Kinzinger and Cheney for just doing their jobs. And they were told, what is it that uh, they got in the way of the public's legitimate political discourse? And I know you saw Mitch McConnell's comments yesterday. Yes, I did. He said, what the hell are you talking right. about? It was an armed insurrection. This is Mitch McConnell mm-hmm. saying the party has got to get beyond this cult of personality that is taking it down ever darker yeah, McConnell's, pathways. McConnell's on his way out. He knows it, so he's he's being more reasonable these sure. days. Oh. What, does, what, does, what does Trump call him? Well, old crow, old, well, rhino, but old crow, old crow, the old crow, droopy, and uh, and and the, and, droopy dog. and he yeah. responded there yesterday. He goes, "That's my favorite bourbon." As a matter of fact, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it, give it a plug here. And uh, this one is more for Brian than anybody else. Oh, well, uh, I have a quick um too. Yeah, I, oh, please do. Well, we don't have enough time to talk about it, but I did notice that uh, Weston Womp made the New Yorker magazine. Yes, he did. And oh, we need to talk good. about that tomorrow. Basically, by saying things that you you would like to hear, the same exact thing, we cannot be constantly bowing down to Trump, especially on a local level. Mm-hmm. we got to get beyond this. Or bowing yeah. down to anybody nationally. This is, we, we live in Hamilton County, yeah. and what happens in this county is not what happens in D.C. To bring, yeah. bring that up tomorrow I for will. sure, and we'll get deeper into it because... He definitely, I mean, he literally left this podcast yeah. and went out and, and talked to, to the New Yorker yeah. and now has a higher profile That's than he's fantastic. ever had before. And let me flash back. This is on the Brian Flores situation. Um, this former the, Miami yeah, the Dolphins former Dolphins, quarterback, yeah, coach, quarterback coach, African-American. And uh, after two winning seasons, you know, they let him go because he can't win the big one or whatever. And they brought up Al Campanis' remarks. Do you remember them? Do you, by any chance, that you would have been very young? This was 1987. I can't even, I don't know who that Al is. Al Campanis was the general manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers, and he was talking to Nightline, and he was talking about blacks in management in baseball. There were none at the time. In the late 80s, and you're talking he, about? Here's, here's, here's what he said. He said, I truly believe that they may not be, they may not have some of the necessities to be, let's say, they could be a field manager or perhaps a general manager, but not an owner and not a full-time head coach. Well, that's some plantation uh, he, he, oh, it gets kind worse. of uh, he, he, mentality. He, he, he didn't stop. Of course it's, he didn't. Ted Koppel. He's an old white right? guy in the 80s. Of course he, he didn't he, stop. He goes, why are black men or black people not good swimmers? They don't have any buoyancy. What? Yes, yes. And then right after that, this was, I mean, within months, Jimmy the Greek is on TV from and CBS. He starts talking about the fact that black men were bred 
to have thighs that were more powerful and stronger and muscular all the way up into their lower back, which just made them better leapers and better athletes. It's like we're talking about thoroughbred horses. I was going to say, and 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 he literally said that's because they were bred purposely for this with this trait in mind during the slave days. And nobody lost their gig over this at the time. Jimmy the Greek did eventually lose his job over these comments and more. The Civil Rights Movement was 25 years before that. He dug the hole deeper and deeper and kept talking and kept talking. So it, it, it just goes to show you we haven't come that far. Maybe we've actually gone backwards in toleration. You can't legislate uh, racial. Uh, you can't. Re- uh, you can't legislate smart acceptance. No, you can't re- legislate racial acceptance. Yeah, you, can't. you can make a law, but you can't make people care about it. No, I've said that forever. You you can make racism illegal, but that's not going to stop racism. Yeah, but you know, I just 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 throwing it out there. If you want to do some digging, you can find some really ignorant stuff that people in charge have made over the the, the past. Many many years since I've been doing rich old rich old white men really don't know how to just shut the hell up sometimes. No 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 yeah absolutely and some of us poor and some of us poor poor white men. (laughs) (laughs) I hear music playing that says I should shut up so I will. Thank you for listening to the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. Continue to listen and spread the word to spend some money with our sponsors. 